Megan and Conrad are back on the Bio Rhubarb Limo this week to recover from the frankly decadent special edition. So, with an unwonted clarity, the Mega Canners discuss new Mayor Kai Wigner's accession to the throne, with or without help from some fascists, why the Mafia loves spending money in Germany, and the trial of left-wing extremist Lena E. Is it terrorism if you bash a Nazi? Alcohol-free cheers! Welcome, I think we're going to have to say back, because we've had quite a long break, I think. Welcome back to Megan's Megacan. I'm Megan, here in, for once, sunny Berlin, with ex-Berliner magazine, and Conrad Werner. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Um, okay. My foot hurts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, no. I've, uh, it's, it's good to be back, isn't it? Because we've um, we've we've been away for ages. We were out in uh, in a in a hotel lobby recording. We were, and we did a episode uh, of oh, for yeah. our our patrons where we drank a, a frankly unholy and probably illegal amount of mega cans. Yeah. So you can get that if you're a patron or would like to become a patron, but you. You yeah. don't have to. You don't have to give us any money. You can still listen. Where can you become a patron, Megan? Uh, Patreon.com. Yes. Forward <laughs> slash, some kind of slash, Megan's Megacan. Yeah. <laughs> and keep us in Megacan. Although this week we're being, um, probably to make up for... The, probably that, that, because <laughs> of what we did <laughs> yeah. on that day with our wonderful guests, Mark and Noel. We're going to be very abstemious today and we're just going to have soft drinks yeah. Because honestly, sometimes you just need to get back in the driving seat a little bit. It's t- safe to say that our bodies have given us some unmistakable signals in yeah. recent weeks. Yeah. That yeah. maybe drinking too many mega cans is uh, not a good idea. But then, like, doing too much of anything is not a good idea. It isn't. So we're going <laughs> to have a little bit of a break. But I've got some delicious things. What have I'm you just going to, I've got, hang on. Biosish. Oh, and yeah. you can have rhabarber. It's rhubarb season, everybody. In German news, everyone is going mental. It's spargel season, asparagus season, and rhubarb season, which means... <laughs> sorry, I'm shouting. I can see you're turning, no, no. turning me down no, no. on the monitor. <laughs> I just said... Anyway, but Germans love r- rhubarb, and unlike all the other weird shit they love, like the far right, um, <laughs> it's actually a really good thing. So I'm just shaking it up here to get all the stuff because these are quite natural ones and they're nature trube. And okay. I don't know what trube means, but it sort of means like cloudy. Yeah. Um, so you've got some cloudy lemonade or you can have a rhubarber. Limo. Um, they call everything limonade in Germany, even though it's not lemon. Uh, I'll have the um, lemon lemonade, Ooh. please. All right, here you go. Thank you very much. Oh, God, that's delicious. I love yeah, very rhubarb. Nice. I really love rhubarb. Okay. And that's very nice and refreshing and healthy. Do you ever grow rhubarb? No, I don't. Maybe I should. Well, you have a little... little, my little garden. You have a datcha, don't you? I do have a datcha. Mm-hmm. Very middle class of you. Yeah. <laughs> with, your da- with your weekend datcha. But there's no space for rhubarb out in there. There's plenty of space for rhubarb, but I don't know how good I am at growing. I don't know how easy it is to grow. Maybe I should just do it, because... I do cook with rhubarb quite a lot. And if I could do it with my own rhubarb, I would be unbelievably delighted with myself. (laughs) Speaking of things I'm delighted with, let's do a 180. What am I not delighted with? The fact that we have 
a Christian Democratic Union CDU mayor of Berlin. Yes, since last week officially. Class. Uh, he was, Kai Wegener was elected. Uh, it took three goes to get him elected, but now he is definitely so our mayor. I heard a little bit about this. What is the process? So he won, they won the election quite convincingly. The election that had to be redone because mm-hmm. we fucked it up the first time. Yeah. Which we've talked about quite a lot. Um, so people came out and voted for the CDU inexplicably, if you ask me, but you know, democracy. Then they had to form a government. The now ex-mayor, Francisca Giffey, did a lot of kind of like, oh, maybe we could... Because they could technically have continued what they had before, couldn't they? Yeah. With like red, red, green. So that would have been CDU, Die Linke and Greens. But she decided against that for some reason. Yeah, mainly because she didn't get on with Bettina Yarash. There was a lot of of, um, bad, uh, bad friction there between those two. That's not how we do government. Well, you know, the government sort of has to function as well. I mean, they have to they have to sort of get on, basically. And if they don't trust each other... Well, I wouldn't um... trust Francisca Giffey. <laughs> She's literally been done for plagiarism. How can you listen to that woman? I don't... Anyway, I can't just keep ranting on about Francisca Giffey. But honestly... Uh, she is now <sighs> our new economy and, and energy... Um, yeah, I think so. Anyway, anyway yeah. So uh, he's uh, that she that that is what she is now, and a lot of people are saying that it's a very diverse cabinet that Wigner has nominated, uh, including the first ever um, black person in any position, I believe, in the Berlin government. That's the wow. new culture minister, Joe Cialo okay. from Bonn. Good for him. Yeah, and there's like CDU will be. Yeah, delighted he, with themselves let's yeah, see what yeah. i mean maybe we're going to be surprised he's cdu uh, there's a the turkish uh, lady called cancel kizil tip who i believe is from kreuzberg mm-hmm. who is the new labor and social affairs and equality and integration and diversity and anti-discrimination minister Oof, she's got she's got a lot on her plate <laughs> she's got six things on her plate she's got a lot to be getting on with good luck to her yeah this might interest you. We have a new education, youth and family minister called Katharina Günther Wunsch of the CDU. Günther Wunsch is fun to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've just been looking her up, actually. And she is a former teacher. Hmm. So that's also good. And I think a friend of mine was saying to me she didn't just teach in gymnasium, so grammar schools. Like, she actually can't yeah. be anything worse than Astrid Busse, who was, or Sabina Astrid Busse. Hmm. Astrid Sabina Busse. One of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what was interesting was that um, a lot of, uh, almost half of the SPD MPs in the Berlin uh, House of Representatives, as it's called, did not vote for Kai Wegner on the first round. And it took him three goes to get elected. So he gets, he wins the election and then Francisca Giffey, they come together and they're like, right, we're going to do a coalition. Yeah. But then the Abgeordnet and the House of Representatives have to vote the mayor in just the mayor or they have to what well the the spd party the parties involved in the coalition contract first have to agree mm-hmm. so it can't just be the party leaders decide it the okay. party um uh, representatives also have to have to agree to the coalition contract mm-hmm. and then which not all of the spd ones did because the, yeah that was were, quite divisive wasn't it yeah some of them were quite um, left-wing and so they didn't vote for it but anyway it got in and then the mayor himself 
also has to be elected by the House, okay. by, the whole, by the whole parliament. And yeah, he didn't, he only got in, he sort of squeaked in on the third round and it took a long time and it was a bigger, like, like a lot of Berlin so they media did has it, been writing they about did, this. They just ran it three times until... Yeah, basically, yeah, until someone, until someone won. I mean, they have to do it until someone won, so they all have to agree. Oh, and, and then they all go around and talk to each other and make little deals. And if you vote, the- yeah, ugh. And right. what Fair threw enough. the cat amongst the pigeons was that on the third vote, yes, the AFD came out. They have um, seventeen uh, members in in the Berlin Parliament, the AFD far right. They came out and put out a press release and said, "We voted for Kai Wegner." Yeah. That was very controversial, and it was, and they knew they were being controversial. That's the thing, because they know that the big major parties have like this taboo against the AFD helping them with anything. We had this. You might remember a few. Uh, do you remember a few years ago with something thing? about this? Yeah, like whoever was it down in like Thuringen. Yeah, Bodo Ramelow of the he was being voted out. He's the uh, yes. linker guy. He was the state premier, mm-hmm. and he was voted out first time round. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the representatives in favour of the FDP candidate. Yes. Kemmerich, he was called. Kemmerich, yes. And then it was the AFD had voted for him and then people were like, oh, you have to stand down because fascists just voted you in. Yeah. Didn't that woman then throw flowers? Yeah, the linker one. The linker woman, uh, they're all supposed to congratulate the new uh, leader of the government and... And she came and she had flowers and she threw them at his feet. She didn't want to, she, didn't, she, she couldn't bring herself to present and it was like a big demonstrative Class. act, you know. Anyway, yeah, so... So he wasn't voted in in the end then. And eventually there was so much political fallout. Uh, Merkel had to intervene. She had to say something publicly and then eventually Kemmerich uh, resigned and then now... It's that really was a bit difficult a, having an anti-democratic party in a multi party democracy yeah. yeah so it does cause some friction yeah so the thing <laughs> so i think oh, what shit, happened the fascists are at it again fuck <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh god right okay so this time in berlin i think what happened was the afd realized that they could cause a massive stink because mm-hmm. it wasn't actually clear that all 17 of them because it was all a secret ballot, so no one really knows if what they said was true. So no one, they, they just oh. said, oh, we all voted. We, they, they just put out a press release saying we voted for Kai Wegner to be Did mayor. Did they give any but, reasons why? Were they like, yeah, what's they their saying, game plan here other than causing Well, they said like, we want to be professional and we want to have a stable government. And even though we disagree with Kai Wegner and, and we think that the coalition contract is too left-wing, because mm. you know, obviously that's what they would say. Um, we wanted to create, uh, ensure stability because we're a responsible party. Blah 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 blah. Really interesting. But it's obviously, but it was obviously bollocks because a the number of people who voted for Kai Wegner in the third round was eighty six, which also happened to be the exact number of CDU and SPD together. Okay. So if the so if it had been like something like ninety seven or a hundred or something, then you could say okay maybe. A few AFD people did vote for him, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was actually he won by exactly eighty six, it does suggest that the it was just SPD and CDU people. But we will never really know. We will never know of what really happened. But it also, it how also, are we not allowed to know? I don't understand this. Because it's secret ballot. Why? Because democracy. I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> you think we? No. They, they should all have to declare who they're going to vote for. 
I just think it's very strange. Like I think, and I, I, I'm obviously I'm not, I'm not a political expert, despite your best efforts. But I do think it's odd this idea of like protecting politician, you know, secret ballots and stuff like this. But to me, a politician is almost like not a. They are a vessel for their constituency. Yeah. And so their constituency should be aware of what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, normally they, put they are. a fucking right? dome on the top of the Reichstag. I know this is the, the, the different house. Yeah. But the same principle should apply. You can't then just go, oh, yeah, then we had a secret file. Maybe the fascists were involved. Maybe not. Who can tell? <laughs> like, I kind of, I think it's kind of important. It's a, it's a matter of public interest to know. And it shouldn't matter. Like, it's a political decision, you know. Yeah. I mean, we do know when they vote or vote against for a particular issue for bills to pass, we do know that that is public record. But Is this guess... then a secret ballot because it, these people then all have to work together and people don't want to cause biases like that? I don't know. I don't know either, maybe. But it's obviously open to this because now the AFD can be like, oh, <laughs> ooh, do whatever fucking voodoo weird shit they want to do just to cause chaos. Yeah. And and also they were clearly it would have it kind of undermines them themselves because they were they were kept talking about how they didn't like Kai Vignam and they did they didn't like they would never vote for you know an SPD government and all this other stuff so I don't know but like, anyway what would they vote for like let's face it their closest partners would be the CDU they'd be fucking desperate to go into coalition with the CDU and honestly <laughs> I think given certain circumstances the CDU. If public opinion would allow it, they're not going to stand on their principles, really. I, I don't know. I Well, it would be difficult. I mean, I, I think, think it in, would be. I think it would be difficult. I think in some in some of the regions that because there are states in Germany where the AFD are the biggest party, right? There's this uh, yeah. uh, Saxony and they already there are people in the CDU in Saxony who are saying we should be open to that. But I think it would cause mm. such a. Because this it is it, it would cause cause such a national scandal that um, even a national CDU leader would have to shut it down. He would have to like veto that because yeah. it would be nationally such a big scandal. But we don't know. I mean, that's what the situation is now. Who knows? In four years' time, exactly. I might this is the slightly eat my words concerning thing. If we think back to kind of the whole fallout from New Year's. You know, Kai Wegner was the one calling for, I think, the first names of all perpetrators. These are not people who've been charged, like all people who were arrested, I think, wasn't he? Weren't you saying this? Published their first names. Yeah, this is first name guy. Yeah. That's a little bit fascist already. Yeah, that's not like that far away from... Anyway, I don't know. I think we have to be on the the constant lookout for these slides. Anyway, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Right. So that's that. Yeah. Also, what happened this week? There were European-wide raids against the Italian Engrangetta. Engrangetta. <laughs> what? Engrangetta. I don't know how to pronounce it. Engrangetta. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Engrangetta. Right. Yeah. Uh, not at all. That sounds... Culturally insensitive Italian. <laughs> sorry, Italy. We love you, really. Well, you you should be sorry because this is a, a highly dangerous mafia organization. Oh, no, I take it back. I take it all back. <laughs> all right. responsible for drug trafficking uh, throughout Europe. Oh, um, dear. And there were 
uh, raids, Operation Eureka was carried out across uh, Italy, Germany, and the Netherlands, Belgium, various countries against this organization. Uh, 130-something people were arrested, mm-hmm. 30 of them in Germany. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, it's quite interesting because it kind of brought to light an issue that has been uh, going on for quite a long time. Is that, like, why does the mafia like it in Germany? And do you want to know the reason why? What's the deal with the mafia <laughs> in Germany? Why do they love it so much? Well, it's because of cash. Because you can still still buy a lot of stuff with cash. And so other countries, especially Italy, have already brought in uh, uh, caps on how much you can spend in cash. So in Italy, you can't spend more than a thousand euros in cash. In Greece, it's 500 euros. In Spain, 2,500. In Germany, there is no limit. And even until recently, it was even possible to buy property, real estate with cash in Germany, which the Mafia famously did, is quite well known, especially in the town of Erfurt and uh, Turingen. Uh, following reunification, huge bundles of cash flowed into East Germany, and while the law enforcement was distracted with you know, everything that was going on with trying to reunify the country, <laughs> they swept in and bought up all loads of real estate, in, and Erfurt famously become a, a kind of a money laundering uh, mafia hub for the Italian mafia. And... Sorry, not class. I don't mean that. I mean, obviously, it's bad, but it's kind of thrilling, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in a sort of a And also, it's really way. interesting that uh, the... Well, it's quite interesting that... that, that, that uh, so the EU has a, a, a director. This is... Uh, apparently, money laundering law is an EU issue. Okay. So there's an EU directive saying there should be... All EU countries have to have a €10,000 cap on uh, cash transactions. 10,000 euros is still quite a lot. Still quite a lot, but it's uh, still less than infinity, which is what it is in <laughs> Germany. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, That's so good. And uh, yeah, so they've. So Nancy Faeser, who is our interior minister, yes. federal interior minister, she is wants to introduce this 10,000 euro cap. Um, uh, but she's not got around to it yet because there are all these legal... She's trying to get rid of a load of cash. <laughs> she's trying to get rid of... Well, there are legal issues about Apparently, the, there's a, there are concerns that it might break the German constitution, might violate the German constitution and freedom and stuff. So right. it's still up in the air whether that's going to happen. Meanwhile, you can't... Also, the other thing in Germany is you don't have to identify yourself like most things you can buy, even even if you buy if you buy a car in Germany, you don't have to provide ID. If you buy a secondhand car, you don't okay. necessarily you don't have to provide ID, which is not true in other countries. I think okay. up to ten thousand euros in Germany. So up to ten thousand euros, you don't have to buy. So you can buy like a couple of cars or whatever without showing your ID. It's just like no questions asked. Who I believe who you are? And although now recent since twenty twenty. You can't buy precious metals, so gold and silver, without um, without showing ID. It's just all of these things yeah. going on that I just you don't think about, do you? You can't hold all of these different no things that are going on in the world in your head at one time to make a incredibly banal point. But 
Okay. So I was talking to some experts on the mafia and the mafia operations in Germany, and they think... Good Lord, a- could we get... The- oh, God, get them on the podcast. <laughs> so they were, like, really sort of talking about how these um, uh, organized crime just loves it in Germany because, A... Oh yeah, the the other thing is that law enforcement is is is, is much laxer in Germany. So these arrests that were done in Germany this week were on Italian arrest warrants, oh. and the reason for that was that in Italy, even just belonging to a mafia organization is against the law. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Germany, you have to also prove a crime. You have to have a you have to have suspicion of a crime to arrest. Someone. Well, I mean, what is a like an actual? But that's just the chicken <laughs> or the egg. I mean. <laughs> But you have to surely the the whole point of a mafia organization is that it is inherently criminal because otherwise it's just a bunch of lads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's just some people. <laughs> just some people. What are we doing? Just like no, you you have to like have a specific thing that they have done, like kill someone that you can say, okay, that throw them, you know, like cement their feet and then throw them in a river. You got to like provide. Prov- I feel like we may be sort of. <laughs> I I want to make it clear. <laughs> Organized crime and these kind of things are probably terrible and ruin a lot of lives. But okay, so so, so these arrests would but not. But this have is interesting. But then, how do you then prove membership? Can you just then be like, oh well, this is this person is like associating with that person? Yeah, the wow. point is, if you can prove that they were they're in in the organization, then that in Italy, apparently, that is already a crime, okay. and in all Germany, right. that is not the case. Okay. So these arrest warrants, all these arrests would not have happened under German law. They can only happen under Italian law because it's like an international arrest warrant. Okay. So yeah, so that already happened this week, and it kind of threw a lot of light on how these things happen, and they uh, and. And yeah, there's and these experts that I talked to said there's basically no political will to do anything about this, mainly because, uh, as, I, as a quote from this one woman I spoke to, a journalist who lives in Italy, a German journalist lives in Italy, she said, uh, uh, German politicians see the mafia's investment as an economic driver. <laughs> money comes and they don't want to know where it comes from, you know? That it's is... It's just money coming. I think it, it is fascinating from an economic standpoint as well this is the thing presumably to then go and prosecute all these people you do take a huge amount of money out of the well it's it's unfair on like this it's very hard for an uh, a legitimate business to compete with a, an illegitimate business for one thing mm-hmm. um and also the whole like dirty money rules the world you know <laughs> The whole thing about like yeah. the whole the, the war with russia the, the you know the war in uh, the, the war between that all these sanctions that we have they don't. The reason why they don't work, you know, we impose these sanctions, is because we don't know where the money is. And all these, these. Uh, this is what one expert told me this week. It's like you can you mm. can impose all the sanctions you want, but if you've got no idea of who to sanction or where their money is or where <laughs> they're hiding it, because they've laundered it throughout Europe, yeah. which they all do, then obviously the sanctions aren't going to work. And he was saying like it affects everything, like the the the. Um, Logging in South America is all run by, you know, the illegal logging in the Amazon, which affects us all because it's part of the climate so, issue. Uh, that is all also done by organized crime. And, and yeah, so anyway, that's the... So um, what it basically is, is like it's legitimized, but only from only at, from the point at which it gets invisible. Because obviously, like, tough on crime and war on drugs, particularly, if we're thinking about, like, the selling of drugs and then the laundering of that money, which must be mad. 
massive market in Germany. Fucking hell. Oh, like, yeah. One, like Neukölln alone must be financing loads of shit. So there's no political will to prosecute the people who are making loads of money off this. But of course they have to kind of like constantly be harassing these guys that are on the streets in Görlitzer Park. Like they are the people, the people at the lowest, like everything. It's just, it's just cap. It's just exactly the same capitalist system that we have. Just illegal. Yeah. And no one has any will to do anything about it because the people who are really suffering have absolutely no say or agency. Brilliant. And um, yeah, and then also the, the whole real estate thing. I mean, until recently, so only since April this year has it been illegal to buy um, property with cash in Germany. So apparently about, about 100 billion euros are laundered in Germany every year. That's what they're saying. It's a lot of money. A lot of it is invested in real estate. Mm-hmm. The, there's no, no one knows who you... Like, loads of people in Berlin don't know who their landlords are because they're all hidden in these shell companies. These, uh, and, yeah. And we know that these shell companies, there's, there is uh, organized crime behind yeah. these shell companies, you know? But then at what point do it's we just stop Panama saying... Because, like, whether it's legitimate or illegitimate, and if anyone, everyone at the top is like, nah, wow, we need the money... It's insane to then start hunting through these threads and being like, oh, no, but those are the bad property developers. They're all exploiting us. They're all. Yeah. What is really the difference between, well, I suppose you're you're making someone risking like going to prison, which is bad if they're dealing drugs for you, like on a whatever level. But like, it's still this fucking stupid exploitative system. And it just it's demented to then. I just the, the sort of moralizing that goes along with talking about like organized crime and I mean yes it's bad but it's 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 I don't think any of it is particularly justifiable. No. <laughs> okay. But we sort of have these structures that allow ourselves to point the finger at that. Yeah. No, I think I'm probably there there's obviously quite a lot of nuance but I I I'm struggling to understand it. This is where I need my my mega can which I don't have right now. Okay. then I would be like... Yeah, I was struggling with the clarity of the situation. I just It's all just so murky. Anyway, do you want to hear about the other thing? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> okay. So also this week, uh, well, actually it wasn't happening this week, but it's happening in the last uh, few weeks, is the uh, trial of left-wing extremist Lena E. Lena E. In... I'm always interested in uh, the term left-wing extremist is used. What did she do, allegedly? She um, is accused of founding a criminal organization that carried out uh, several attacks on neo-Nazis in the state of Thuringia. Uh, At least six attacks between 2018 and 2020. She was arrested in 21. And she's been in prison ever since. Wow! With with three of her of her gang, but she's considered the leader. And yeah, they uh, it's pretty it's pretty insane story. So at the end of two thousand and nineteen, they jumped. They they ran into a, a notorious neo Nazi bar in a small mm-hmm. town called Eisenach, mm-hmm. and attacked everyone with hammers. Oh! And batons, and uh, hammers! Fucking hell! That's oh grim. yeah. And and then then they attacked the, this one guy um, who, who was called Leon R, um, who is a famous neo-Nazi uh, and who is himself 
uh, on under investigation and has been arrested for forming a far right extremist organization. They right. attacked him t- twice and tried to like cripple him with these these hammers. And yeah, they, they, they essentially caught him. This trial has been going on for two right. years because um, there are six separate attacks that have to be uh, sorted out. And, and now it's carried on even longer because the prosecution, the state prosecution's case rests on the testimony of a member of her group who turned state's witness, which is like, like he's, he's a left-wing extremist who... Um, defected essentially mm-hmm. because he was accused of another crime and they you know they and he has and so he is like testifying that this was all very meticulously planned and this is what is important in the whole thing mm-hmm. it's like how how well planned was it and how of a how structured was this organization and mm-hmm. could it be called a criminal organization yeah um and so he was testifying about the use does that then put her up on like terrorism charges rather than yes okay. exactly yeah. yeah so and that's what this is, issue is all about and, and she's from uh Konovitz in leipzig you might remember this yes this, this district i went yeah. there once yeah and all around that town there are loads of free lena uh, signs up uh-huh. and uh, collect, people collecting money for her defense fund and everything okay. it's, like, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cause there and mm-hmm. a lot of people there um are saying that she's being used as a scapegoat and um these charges can't be proved and that's what the defense is saying they're calling it all it's very political and yeah so now uh, but what happened was the, the reason why this whole trial has been delayed is because um, this this defector, Johannes D, he uh, le- uh, testified in another trial where he was the defendant mm-hmm. and he contradicted himself. He said, actually, we were just doing some um, like casual hammer play, casual Kampfsport martial <laughs> arts practice. Ah. And we weren't doing anything um that we weren't planning an attack, and he so he's 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 basically um, contradicted himself in two separate trials. So now new witnesses have to be called, and they wanted to do the verdict uh, last month, but it's probably going to take until next month. And okay. so that is going on now. It's kind of a keenly watched trial because it's quite unusual that um, that there the, the was such a, a an allegedly violent left wing extremist group and. Yes, yeah, and some... the, the 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 media will be yeah. doing their extremism of both sides, and obviously, no, you shouldn't be hitting with people with hammers. That's terrible. Don't do that. Um, particularly not when you're just like in a bar. Like I don't, I no, no. Um, I I feel attacking people in their just day to day lives is 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 very not. Okay. Um, obviously. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. I feel like I've been doing like a lot of apologizing. I wanna just be clear. I don't support organized crime nor do I support violence. <laughs> um but I do think as you said, like this is obviously an interesting thing because even sort of mainstream allegedly centrist media loves to play this like left extremisms on both sides of the political spectrum. Um and we don't really have yeah that like that's not really a legitimate argument because we don't have left-wing mass murderers we don't have no and also i mean unless you're gonna go to like stalin but i mean some people would also argue that people they were attacking were also extremists and if any they were being attacked because they were politically active extremists 
and not just which is fine like go like in the I, general public i mean there's like a different i mean it's a bit different to attacking innocent people exactly I mean, exactly uh, you're not like trying to get in after publishing a manifesto and thing to get into a fucking synagogue people's no. place of worship um i do <sighs> it's still wrong it's it is it is and you can't I, I don't think we should all like, oh, well, let's understand where people on the right are coming from. No, but should we burst into their like, no. Um, An interesting case. So, let's yeah, see what happens. and it's pretty, like, it's pretty crazy because she was only like 25 when she, she was a student. She was like yeah. a 25 year old student, yeah. 26 year old student when she did all this. Well, um, people tend it's... to be, don't they? <laughs> and yeah. You know, and. But, yeah. And yeah. So, but she's being, she's uh, in some quarters, she's considered a bit of a hero, heroine. And um, mm-hmm. it's, um, so that's happening. I'll keep you updated. What happens? Please do. Please do. <laughs> All right. How was your. I love, my, I love my B.O. Tish. Mm, my rhubarb one is delicious. My rhubarb. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, very good. I didn't drink a mega can because I do have to drive a motor vehicle. This yeah, you evening. shouldn't drink a mega can and then drive a motor vehicle. <laughs> Mm. all right well so the spring has sprung let's hope so i think tomorrow's gonna be rough but then it gets back to sunny and nice and i hope everyone is having a lovely time yeah thank you very much for listening and thank you for your your patience while you waited for this latest episode thanks very much for listening to you megan for listening to me waffling on i mean i don't really think that's fair you're actually giving me facts and then i just give a fucking half-baked opinion on it i'm not even like that i think that's the difference between having the mega can like i'm just immediately going no that that what no that's that's overly simplifying you don't do you believe in that no are you just saying this to like keep people entertained who can tell who can tell everyone try and be self-reflective it's fine Don't change your behaviour, but at least acknowledge it. <laughs> Even if you agree with yourself. I do. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Take Thanks care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.